is a price tag to everything, even your own success. Hello, hello, good afternoon. Welcome to another episode here at the Tag Network. Dami, Josh, and today we have, you know, two esteemed guests with us. You know, I'll let them do a little brief intro of themselves, but I, I can give a, a, a brief, you know, overview. We have, we're, you know, we have the honor and pleasure of talking to Bob Brennan. Uh, Bob is a retired CEO, sits on the board of a couple of great companies, and most importantly, he's in the spirit of giving back, and he's actually a mentor to our other guest, Givens Andre. Givens Andre is a young and coming entrepreneur in the city of Boston. So thank you, fellas, for, for joining us this morning. How are we doing? Good, Tommy. How are you? Good, good. Can't complain. Um, so could you could you uh, you know tell us a little bit about yourselves, you know, starting with you, Bob? Oh, well, I think you captured it. Uh, I for a long time I was the CEO in the Boston area of software and services companies. Um, and, uh, I really loved being able to do that, uh, even though I wasn't particularly equipped for it. Uh, you know, I, I came up through sales, uh, and, uh, really enjoyed that, but I've also really enjoyed not being a CEO because I don't have to carry the pressures of running a company. And that allows me to spend more time with people on, uh, helping them, noodle things out and figure out the right path to success. And I've had the good fortune of being uh, working alongside of Givens for the last year as he's built a, uh, an amazing platform for creating a pipeline of diverse candidates into a set of companies that aspire to diversity, but haven't yet achieved it. Givens has created a platform uh, for for helping those companies achieve it by giving them pipelines of candidates and uh it's very fulfilling so i like i like spending my time more on that than than uh more established companies awesome. yeah, get, given a good friend of mine and kind of his ethos is what he's building aligns with what we, we're trying to build at tag too but you know i don't yeah. want to give too much away given I'll, I'll let you introduce yourself you know but this guy's a hard worker that's all i can say uh, i mean you know guys just grew up born in haiti grew up in Boston, um, went to school at UMB, uh, taught for a little bit and, you know, I'm in the tech industry and just trying to, trying to find ways to give back to the community and, you know, just provide opportunities that you and I didn't have, Josh, um, growing up, right, um, as young minorities. And so that's, that's really me and, and what I'm about and what I'm working on these days. So it's good to be on your show, though. Excited. Love it. No, yeah. You have a very interesting story given, right? You started as an English teacher, pivot to, you know, doing your own English teaching on the side, and then now you pivot to a whole company that's all about giving back, right? And helping people that look like us or immigrants get those jobs. But I'd love for you to tell everyone how, how you and Bob met and how this relationship kind of started and the impact of it. Yeah, bro. So I, and I'm sorry for the blending noise in the background when you guys hear it, but I decided one day I wanted to wake up and be an entrepreneur. Had no business knowledge, had no business degree, just my willpower and just my desire to be to be greater than you know what I could ever imagine. My ambition and desire kind of like pushed me to uh, in a business accelerator. With who I, I found out about this accelerator just from 
meeting people, talking to people and reaching out. Um, they put a word in for me, got me into this business accelerator, which really changed my life entirely. That's where I met Bob and a few other really great souls that I am still in highly con uh, connected with right now. And I've known Bob for pretty much a year now, uh, say yeah. a, over than a year. And um, he, uh, we've grown a lot. We've gotten to know each other on a personal level, personal level and on a business level. Um, and he's just been a really great, great asset to just my thought process of like understanding how to create a business, you know, and how to like be patient and trust the process. Tommy, you muted. Yeah, and Bob, you know, you know that that was a great, you know, description of the relationship between you and Bob, and I'm I'm happy that it's, it's evolved like that, like you alluded to. You know, growing up, we didn't really have these, you know, opportunities. And and Bob, from your position, what was it about, you know, Givens that you know really attracted you that you wanted to be like, hey, I see potential, and I, I you know, I want to, I want to be a part of his journey in a system role. Well, the first was, well, a couple of things. We both came to it through this accelerator known as E for All. And E for All is about starting, helping start businesses on shoestrings in uh, neighborhoods that need uh, job growth and business growth to help people, uh, you know, achieve a higher standard of living. And I felt ill-equipped to, to really have uh, any kind of a deep impact on that um, until I got to know Gibbons better so that I could, so that the two of us getting to know each other, and it's been fun helping, um, give, giving my perspective as he's developed Amy, which he sometimes takes my perspective and sometimes rejects my perspective. And that's what makes a good mentee, right? Because not all of my advice is good advice. Um, but what it was enabled me to understand is how we can be more impactful to the neighborhood of Roxbury from the standpoint of E4ALL, so much so that uh, I'm on the uh, board for, for E4ALL Roxbury and we've just invited Gibbons on that board too. Because, you know, it's a, it's a, little, it's a little abstract for me to really understand what the neighborhood needs. It's less abstract for Gibbons. So the whole, the thing I'm trying to plant with all of that is the notion of mentor and mentee can be a misguided notion. If it's a good mentoring relationship, it goes both ways. In every uh, relationship, whether I was really the more uh, junior person on like learning or the more senior person teaching, I, I, you know, I still did a lot of teaching and I still did a lot of learning, whichever side of that equation I was on. It, it, it has to be bi-directional for it to stand the test of time and hopefully become a, a friendship like the, the friendship that Gibbons and I have uh, forming over the last year. Yeah, no, that's a beautiful message, right? And again, that's kind of what, what we're trying to build and why we want to have this conversation online so people can really see the impact of that relationship. You know, it's hard for mentors and mentees, right? Some people think, you know, I, I, I want to mentor and start to get there, but also it's hard for mentors to find the right relationship too. So, I mean, speaking to that, what do you guys feel like the biggest impact that had had this successful relationship between you two. I'll let Gibbons take a shot. And yeah, can you ask the question again? What do you guys? What made our relationship successful? 
just staying true to myself and my identity. Now, now Bob is a goat. He's done a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> but one thing Bob has uh, drilled in my head is you never talk up and you never talk down to anybody. You just have respect for them and you be a great person to them. Um, and so I think my ability to still be hungry and maintain my personality, my personality, and uh, you know, even though I was surrounded, I'm surrounded by you know just these great affluent people, successful people, being able to disagree with them, um, you know, at times kind of made the relationship grow and be more authentic. Like, oh, this guy is not just going to take in everything. You know, if you talk to Bob, he'll tell you with with Amy, we've been through so many journeys, and I've taking lefts and rights and all these different things but i just think um being raw being authentic being myself right able to be myself with bob bob's able to be his, himself with me really just made the relationship grow naturally well and and, and the thing about the way it started our first conversation uh we were both open with each other that we were in distress because gibbon's grandmother was dying and and i had just lost my nephew to an inadvertent uh uh opioid overdose and we were busted up and we talked about that and you know that it uh but to to uh to given's point on a business perspective yeah we've had to zig and zag a little bit and uh th there was a time when ed jennings who's this really prominent ceo that that was uh working alongside of us in uh, helping guide Amy, Ed and I were staunch in our belief that we should do this particular thing. And Gibbons was like, thanks for your feedback. I'll see you guys next week, which we did. <laughs> which was his polite way of saying, that's not happening. And it was great because it tells you, you got a real entrepreneur there. Like he's willing to take in the feedback. But he's like, no, it doesn't fit. I understand why you guys think it might, but it doesn't. And it's that kind of uh, candor that I think allows you to get the most from somebody else is just by being as open as possible about what you're thinking and, and how you're feeling and where you're struggling. And, and, and it's both sides of the relationship. It's not just the mentee. Yeah. And, and, and I'll say another thing. Um, I've always like, I like learning from people. Um, but I think what really should add and Bob was just the fact that I really just wanted to learn from anyone and everyone. Um, I wanted to connect with them. I wanted them to connect me to other people. If I could learn from you, I was willing to sit down and learn and try to apply. My biggest thing, and Bob will tell you, is I like to learn and apply. Sometimes you can't learn and apply immediately, but that's my go-to. I want to learn as much as I want as I can to eventually be able to um, to apply. So that helped out the relationship a lot. Well said, well said. Um, and, and you hit on a point earlier um, before this question, Bob, about <clears throat> it doesn't matter being a senior or, or a junior, the dynamic of the relationship, it's always about teaching. And we're told, you know, at, from a very young age, you know, no, no relationship is really one-sided. There's a give and there's an ask. And, you know, givens being a men mentee, you know, looking to learn for you and he may not have, you know, anything tangible yet to give you, what would you, what advice would you give for, for mentees that are seeking out a relationship that are stuck in that mindset? Like, you know, I can't, I can't offer this person anything. So why would he want to value this relationship? Why would he want to help me? Well, first of all, I, I don't accept the notion that somebody like that there's anybody on earth that has nothing to give to somebody else just because they're more senior 
or older or more successful. I just, I don't accept that. But um, the reason that somebody, even if they feel that deficit or inferiority that they should get past it is because most people will help if asked. I mean, there's been so many studies that if you, if you just like grabbed your chest in the middle of a South Station while crowds are walking by, and yelled help, everybody's gonna walk by because they assume somebody else is helping. But it doesn't matter who you point to and you say, I need your help, that person is gonna help. They're, go like, they're going to help because they're being called on to help. And if you call on somebody to help, I would argue um, the vast, vast majority of the time they're gonna say, sure, I'll help. Like I literally will help anybody that asks me for help now and if they and if they don't want to help that's an easy way to find out but I, I still don't know of a situation where somebody being asked to mentor has said no they might say I don't I don't have as much time right uh I Gibbons and I had that conversation last week I'm going through a trough right now where my time is less available than it normally is that's fine uh, and then we'll, we'll reconvene. But I, th I really think if you ask a particular person for help, they will say yes. It's just a question of how much can they give. No, I couldn't, couldn't agree more. And, and that's kind of the ethos of TAG and, and why we're doing what we're doing, right? There's a lot of a lot of people like you, Bob, who just want to help, right? But there's a lot of people like Gibbons who need the help, but don't know how to go about it or ask. And, and that's kind of what we want to do is bring bring bridge those gaps and really have those relationships. But you know, that's that's powerful. So, I mean, looking looking back at it, Gibbons, just a question for you: If you had to say kind of the advice or relationship you and Bob had, what would you say is the most you know, if you can recall, the be most beneficial kind of advice you gave that you took and was like, okay, without Bob, like this, without this advice, I wouldn't even be where I'm, where Amy is today. I mean, I've been given a lot of wisdom, a lot of advice, but I think the most recent one was last week. I called Bob pretty frustrated um, and uh, just not really being appreciative of the things I've been able to accomplish. As you, you know, Josh, I'm, I'm never complacent. I, I do not care about past accomplishments or anything like that. But Bob said, hey, you know, it's been one year and where I met you to where you are now is a big, big difference. And if you aren't willing to take the time to enjoy that and acknowledge that, being in the car is not going to be fun with you. <laughs> right. I'm like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be along for the ride if you're going to be complaining about our pace of progress when we're going 100 miles an hour. I'm like, what the heck? I was and and, and <laughs> I knew exactly what he was trying to say, you know, which is you know, be patient, take the time to embrace your accomplishments as you're working on the next one, because you don't want to be working so hard and gaining these accomplishments, but no one wants to be around you and share it with you because of who you've become and your personality, there's no enjoyment. I for sure do not want to build an empire where I'm the only one living in it. You know, I want, I want the community to share it with me. I want the people who helped me get there to share it with me. And I think one major thing I'm gonna to have to change about myself is taking the time to be like, yo, I did that. That's a big accomplishment. Let me enjoy that. I know I'm working on this thing, but take the time to embrace this so I can enjoy the ride and enjoy the process 
Um, and the process does not have, it's hard, but it doesn't have to be entirely miserable. You know, it's, it's the mindset. So, I, Well, I, to build on Gibbon's point, um, my experience has been that I was, um, ambition's a funny thing. Like you need an inner ambition to take on what any of you guys are taking on. Um, but when it's externalized, you're waiting for that thing to happen, whether it's selling a company or taking it public or opening a store and you get to the store opening and you feel empty because really what you're supposed to be doing is enjoying the ride. The accomplishments, when they're accomplished, they take so long to achieve and you're so set on them. There's, it's anticlimactic climactic when it happens. So like, it's the journey that's the fun. It's not the accomplishment, although you should take pride in the accomplishments. You should be grateful for the accomplishments, not proud. I guess that's the best way I could put it. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I think a lot of people underestimate how much your life can change in under a year. I think there's a, a quote, like humanity's biggest weakness is the underestimation of exponential growth, right? And, and a lot can change. And from me, given like a year ago, we were looking for your first house, right? And looking yeah. back now versus who you are today, like it's completely different. And I think that's that's impactful. I'm glad you guys shared that because you're just taking a step back and you're putting your head down and working and then having someone tell you like, listen, you accomplish a lot. Appreciation goes goes a long way, right? We as humans need appreciation, we need to feel appreciated just as we need food and shelter, right? That's just, just how the human, human brain works. Exactly. We were going totally, and it, you know, I liken it to you know charting, Josh, with you know stock market, cryptocurrency. You look at something that has a ten percent drop in one day, and it's like, oh my god, this is awful. But zoom out on the time period. Look at it from a a month, uh, uh, three months, and a year, and it's like the trajectory continues going up. So a bad day is going to happen. You just you know shake it off and continue, and it's you know when you hear successful people talk, they never talk about you know, the money they've made. They talk about the stories of, you know, like Elon Musk, when he sold PayPal, he said he put a hundred million into SpaceX, 50 million into Tesla, and he was begging his friends for rent. And it's like, it's the process that's the most gratifying, that's the most gratifying part of the journey. And, you know, I I, I can't help but think, um, Bob, you know, mentorship is, it's a learning experience for the mentee, but it's also a learning experience for the mentor. So in the past years, you and Gibbons' relationship has evolved what are some things you've, you know, you've learned from him and what are some things that you have learned about yourself? Good one. But, uh, so that is a good one. Um, I, I, I would, well, starting with what I've learned from him, uh, one is that he's got a tireless work ethic. And I felt similarly when I was of his age, but I, you know, I think the, um, a light bulb that burns bright is going to burn out sooner. So, you know, we both learned from each other how to manage ourselves because we've had an open personal relationship. We've both told each other when we were frustrated or tired or upset. And, uh, and so when I've been able to share that with Gibbons, he's given me a perspective that just made me feel better after the conversation. Uh, I, I think the, other things that I, I wouldn't say that I learned, but I observed, right? Because I couldn't do it, right? His ability 
to uh, Boston public school teacher, working at Apple, getting slotted in, in a great job at QuickBase, building Amy out as a platform, using contractors to do it, buying a house for his mom. Get, I'm like, dude, like how many channels can you open at once? And he can open, he has the ability to open many channels and work streams and, and pursue them down. So I, I can't say that I, 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 I'm impressed and admire his ability to have that many channels working effectively. I can't tell you that I've learned how to do that. I, I've always been good at having a couple of channels working really effectively, not a bunch. He, he's got this rare capability. You mentioned Elon Musk, but like, you know, to start different things and have them all go well. That's that's an uncanny capability. And I don't know that it's even learnable. Yeah, that's, that's a very good point. Um, <clears throat> I've, I've, based on my experience, Givens, and we all share that, you know, our, our experience isn't monolithic, but we come up from a place of, of, of having not, and we want to aspire to do better than what we, we didn't have. And, you know, somebody said something to me a while ago. They said, your why has to be bigger than you because you can quit on yourself and say, I, don't, I just don't feel it. But when you're doing it for somebody else, you know, you have that inner fire, that motivation. Like, I have to keep going because now somebody else is depending on me. And transitioning that into you, you know your endeavors, given what are some givens, what are some you know motivators for you that keeps you going on that day when you just want to hit snooze and stay in bed? That's easy, bro. <laughs> my family in Haiti, you know. Um, I, I have people right now who are probably who are starving as we're talking, right? And uh, like my hand can only stretch out so far as i try to build this empire out in boston for them i need all the pennies and you know dimes that i can collect to build this empire which means that they're just going to have to go through starvation a little bit more and look a little bit more uncomfortability and and stuff like that um so my family really is just being able to give them better one day give, being able to give them the life that they didn't have or just food in their belly for me you know, consistently is major, which is not something that I can say that I'm able to provide for them consistently, day by day, week by week. And that bothers me, right? Because I eat every day, I'm plenty full, full and all these things. And But I have people, I have family members who took care of me when I was in Haiti, hungry, you know, and it just don't sit right with me. And for me to be complacent about being done with school, getting a, a job, and maybe even being able to start my life was just not good enough for me, you know. Um, so everything I do really is uh, is for them, and that's that's what gets me going. With respect to you, I commend you for shouldering that responsibility. You know, um, often as a young black men, we take on some baggage from generations that supersede us and it's not easy it's a very daunting task you know so i commend you and anybody else that's like you that's shouldering responsibilities and doing things that are even bigger than they are so i wish you nothing but you know absolute success on your journey and in any way shape or form josh and i can assist you know we sh we're, we're like-minded people like-minded attracts like-minded so whatever we can do 
you know, we're here for you on that. And I'm gonna put you a bit on the hot seat a little bit, Bob. You know, at at with your experience and all that you've seen, all that you've gone through. Uh, if Givens was 18 years old and he came to you with one question and said, Bob, what is a really good book to help me frame, you know, my mindset? I have all these endeavors that I want to achieve. What is a good book to start with? What would you recommend? Well, I, I would, so my degree is in psychology and I would focus on a couple of, um, one is a book called Driven, How Human Nature Shapes Our Choices. Um, the other is called Stumbling Upon Happiness. The third is called Waking Up. The first is Driven focuses on, we have four primary motivators as human beings, right? The, the uh, desire to achieve, which is largely positive, although no, we know people that overamp on it the desire to learn, which is largely positive, the desire to bond with one another, which is largely positive. Uh, and then there's the most primal uh, mechanism we have, which is to defend. And defensiveness perverts those other three drives. So how do you get people to be less defensive? Well, it's by asking questions, not making statements, but there's this whole theory about how do you get people to lower their defenses so that you can have a more open relationship. That's stumbling upon happiness is what Givens and I were having this conversation before you guys jumped on, which is if you wanna, if we're all taught to think that we're snowflakes, we're not. So like, if you just won the lottery or you just got cancer, there's people that won the lottery before you and got cancer before you go find out what they found out and ask them what happened and they'll tell you. And, and then like figure, you know, then you'll have a better sense for how things are going to go. Uh, Waking Up is a book by uh, a neuroscientist by the name of Sam Harris, where it's basically learn how to control your thinking uh, because we sometimes get lost in our own thoughts and uh, that can be a, a big illusion. So if you can manage your thinking so that as you start to go down a rabbit hole of catastrophizing, you intercept that thinking to say, okay, what's the, it's learning how to manage your own psychology. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. The brain's probably the most powerful thing on earth, right? How you can learn it and shift the way of thinking can really dramatically change how you can be successful. And, you know, people like, that look like us, me, you, Dami Gibbons, right? We don't have those chances, you know, given to us. We can't look to the left and, and say, okay, this person can, recommend this book and teach me how to be successful, right? And that's the beauty of the value you bring, Bob, and the people out there like you that, that want to help, right? It's a powerful thing that can really change someone's life. So, so I think we'll wrap. I know Givens, you have to, busy man, so you have to go here. So we'll kind of wrap this up. I mean, we really appreciate your guys' guys's feedback time. I think this is a beautiful story, beautiful conversation, and just, just wanted to show the people the dynamic and how powerful a mentor-mentee relationship can be and how many people out there like you, Bob, that want to help but you just have to ask and, and then that's that's something we're, we're that's our goal well and, and congratulations on what you're trying to do with tag and uh to both you and dami for for trying to take that on on behalf of others and givens as always good to see you man